Welcome to another Talking With on Anbree. I'm so glad you're here. If you have ever been told that you're less than, that you couldn't, if you haven't realized your power and your greatness, you've come to the right place. Sit back, relax, take in all the inspiration as we talk to some pretty powerful people. Enjoy. We're live, live with Kate Liley. So when I went live, what was it? Thursday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday I went live, and I said I had the most special guest ever. That's who I was talking about. Most special guest ever. How long have I known you? Since I was fourteen. Since you were fourteen years old. Oh my goodness. A long time. I'm 26 now. I'll be 27 in November. Yeah? What day in November? November 10th. And what day is that besides your birthday? I don't know. Caitlin? I can't say. Yes, you can. Say. Army. Hula. (laughs) Get off my couch. (laughs) Get off my couch. Get out of my house. Hey guys, it's been fun talking. <laughs> <laughs> what birthday is it? The Marine Corps birthday. The Marine Corps <laughs> birthday. That's what day it is. This ball of gym, beautiful, beautiful girl that I love so dearly so much. She was born on my Marine Corps birthday. I've known this girl since she was 14. She said, I'm going to go into the military. I said, I got you, girl. And what branch did you go in? Army leads the way. (laughs) I have failed her. I have failed this country. So when I first was getting into thinking about joining, I told Jacqueline, I think I want to join the Marine Corps. And she goes, first of all, if you're going to be a Marine, it's Marine Corps. I was like, not Corps. Well, okay. And then I went Army. And what made you decide to go Army? What was your reasoning? I wanted to be an MP. That was not her first reasoning. Why did you feel more inclined to go Army than Marine Corps? What did you tell me? I had a friend who was joining the Army, and I figured it'd be a great fit, thinking I would see that friend again. She told me (laughs) that after, because she said she was going into the military, hey, Jack, I am at the Army recruiter office, Mm -hmm. and I said, don't dare move. (laughs) I will be there in five minutes. That's what happened. And she said, but it's 20 minutes away. And I said, I'll see you in five. She flew there. I got there in five. Me and your uh, staff sergeant, I still remember his name, not going to call you out. We had a fun little conversation. Yes. I think the statement was, we can take this outside if you'd like, was uttered. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) I just, (laughs) if you don't know Jacqueline, she's, I'm 5'6", what are you, like 5'4"? Yeah. 5'4". Five, four. Five, four. 
tiny little girl, woman. And I just was like, oh, all right. I know she could kick my butt now. Not that she's ever tried. Never, never tried. But so I drug her. I ripped her out of the Army recruiter office because they already had her signed up, had all of her documents, original ones, which is not okay. Um, Kept her in there for eight hours. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I drug her out. And that staff sergeant was not having it. And I was like, I don't care what you're having. Mm -hmm. You can have liver and onions for dinner for all I care. This girl... Going with me. You and can I have a crappy MRE. <laughs> <laughs> and I drug you to every single branch and made you talk yes. to every it was a two day ordeal. Yes. I got to talk to the chair force recruiter. Uh <laughs> Navy. Navy. Coast Guard. Yep. And then Marines. I was I was doing the Marines for hot second. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get the MOS that I wanted. They wanted I, I scored I don't remember my score for the Marines, but I I didn't get what I wanted exactly. So no, and she said she told me she she set me down. She thought it was going to be a very difficult conversation. She said, Jacqueline, I just want to start with I love you, <laughs> and I hope that you'll continue to love me. Mm-hmm. But I I have to be honest with you. I'm going army. Yep, and I still loved you. Mm-hmm. And I cried. Like I went from I went from this ride or die to the mat, standing in front of you, in between you and recor- recruiters, to blubbering like a baby. Where did I on the, you? <laughs> on the ground when she was getting ready to go to basic. I was like, you can't leave me. Mm-hmm. She was in such denial. I love this girl. We have so many great memories. We do. Like the one time I made my dad a, a Father's Day cake. She wants to bake so badly, and she can't. But you keep trying. I do, I do. I, I almost think I should, like, join Nailed It. I think you should, too. You introduced me to that show, and I love that show. Mm-hmm. But while we're on the discussion of you going into the military, mm-hmm. did you always, when you were a little girl, always wanted to go into uniform, military? No. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? So a couple of things. Um, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to be a singer, like Celine Dion, because mm-hmm. I absolutely love Celine Dion. Okay. And then I wanted to write, mm-hmm. and then photography. My mm-hmm. mind changed so many times. So many times. Mm-hmm. When you were in high school, 16, 17 years old, and you were thinking about life after high school going out into the world what what did you envision at that time I envisioned myself going to college you know getting my English degree because I settled on really wanting to be a writer but I was 17 when I graduated high school Mm -hmm. and then I got a taste of freedom and then it just kind of Went from there, I realized nobody's telling me to go to class. I don't have a bell schedule. What? I kind of just got lost in the sauce. I just was working. I started to 
joined social clubs in college and I got caught up in the partying scene and kind of just didn't go as they envisioned but I dropped out and then I started to work full-time at McDonald's and then that's where my friend stepped in and was like hey you're not doing anything with your life do you want to join the military you're like not doing anything with my life (laughs) McDonald's I know that was my first job let me tell you I had a drink thrown at me because they thought I was laughing at them, but it was really what my friend said on the headset. Mm. It's just weird how much we had in common because when I got out of high school, I I went to college Mm -hmm. for a semester and went to one class one time. And I was working at Whataburger. Whataburger. Which is better than McDonald's. I mean, I had it when I drove through Amarillo, when I was going to Missouri, (laughs) and let me tell you, the cheese wasn't even melted, it was very subpar. I don't know if it was just, you know, that day that they were not doing so well. You know I choose to love you. But In-N-Out, man. Have you had (laughs) In-N-Out? Animal-style fries, let's just be real. And then I decided to go into the military, and then you decided. You kind of took that... Mm-hmm. We had a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, very proud that you were going to go and be an MP. Mm-hmm. What went from dolphin trainer, writer, creative, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're a very creative child. Um, you were very uh, expressive mm-hmm. and light. Mm-hmm. I just remember you being... Um, amazingly funny and uplift every time I saw you you were you just lit up my room you know whatever mm-hmm. room I was in I was like Caitlin's here um but you went from creative dreamer mm-hmm. to uniform MP mm-hmm. military police why did you want that MOS <sighs> okay if we're gonna be honest okay if you want me to just tell you the truth (laughs) I just remember in high school that my boyfriend at the time and then my stepbrother were talking about wanting to be MPs and I was like oh that sounds kind of cool and that's just what kind of like made me choose it it's not something that I was like called to do yeah it was just oh that sounds cool okay and then nobody believed that I would join you know because at that time, I was Miss Bellflower 2010. That um, is true. You were a beauty queen. Yeah. It was and me- I told her, I was like, as soon as you get to basic, tell no one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody. I told people at my unit, and they were like, no way. I was like, yeah. They were like, no, I don't believe it. And I showed them a picture. My commander was like, Big what? old crown. This girl's crown was like up to year. <laughs> With Sashes. My- smile mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just like why did you join the army i was like i don't know i'm here that yeah. kind of thing you could have ran with the pageant circuit it's cutthroat okay well yeah so let's go easy let's go army i mean <laughs> beauty pageants it's rough out there you know what i think i'll go do <laughs> defend the country that seems i mean less stressful it is it was i mean i didn't have to worry about my appearance i was told what to do 
how to dress, where to go. Did the structure entice you? When I first joined, you know, my first, the shark attack day, I just was like in a state I don't even know. And I, I made the poor choice to turn my head ever so slightly. And I remember all my drill sergeants were in my face. What are you doing? Look ahead. And I just was like, mm. so. And then I remember laying in bed that night hearing all the females crying in the barracks and I'm on the top bunk and I'm laying there looking at the ceiling and I said, what the fuck did I do? I can't get out. I am owned. Mm-hmm. And it was a struggle at first because I had never, you know, been in a situation like that. But once I fully started to embrace and accept that I couldn't back down from this decision like I've done before, um, I got really good at it, you know. My drill sergeants had such high praise for me because they said, you are so good at taking command, you listen, you know, you're, you're, you don't give up, you know. My drill sergeants had a lot of dreams for me. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got out. I found out that I was pregnant. I had just turned 20 um, with my daughter's biological father, and Mm -hmm. he kind of, um, he told me, hey, get out, I'll take care of you, you know, Mm kind of promised me the moon and the stars, and I was so young, and I was looking for that, and I just was like, okay, you know, and then I started the process. I got out honorably, you know, if I really wanted to, I can go back in, but... Yeah, you got out honorably. You yeah. have a you have a reenlistment code mm-hmm. that you could do. Please so. don't go. <laughs> you know, I've thought about it. Just kind of like, you know, maybe maybe a part-time warrior, weekend warrior, you know, just having an extra income. But National Guard. Mm-hmm. It's just... As Aubrey's gotten older, it's kind of like I don't want to miss anything. Right. So... They take priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, USA. My daughter trumps you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got out, and then I was able to stay home with Aubrey for the first year of her life. I didn't want to miss it. Right. So that's why I got out. And that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason to be a mom. That's why I didn't re-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's important. So when you got out... After the year, and you went through that, obviously, you're not with no. Aubrey's dad. Um, but you've migrated. Mm-hmm. You migrated back here to, to California, to Southern California, to where you were born and mm-hmm. raised, right? Mm-hmm. From Missouri. <clears throat> when you got here, mm-hmm. what was your big plan? You know, I can't really tell you. Um... I was still trying to wrap my head around the fact that I was going to be, that I was a human incubator and I was going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I could never give that child back to someone if they started crying. Right. I'd be that person. So I was really, I think after the first year, that's when I started to really think, okay, what can I do? What should I do? You know, because mm-hmm. I just turned 21 when I had her. Mm-hmm. I had no life experience I really you know people my age at that time were partying and they didn't even know and then I had 
the responsibility of another human. So I really started to think about everything after. Um, a family friend of mine, you know, she's a dentist, and she said, well, you can come to do dental assisting school. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I thought about it and I was like, okay, I had a really good opportunity and I'm very thankful for the help I got. Uh, but the more I did it, I kind of realized like, I don't want to be in someone's mouth all day. Mm -hmm. People don't take care of their mouths and it just, mm -hmm. it didn't fit with me, mm -hmm. you know? So was there, when you were going down, what can I do? What can I do? There was this balance of doing something that you enjoy, mm -hmm. something that you can do to provide, mm -hmm. and also this sense of urgency, mm -hmm. right, to get on your feet and get a plan going and all of that. Was that, did you have a lot of internal struggle mm -hmm. with that? Mm -hmm. And what did that do to you, that internal struggle? What was that, what was that like for you? Um... Well, I was diagnosed with major depression disorder uh, when I was in the military. Um, being out, I developed severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that just caused internal turmoil. Mm -hmm. And it was me trying to find myself, trying to also at the same time, like figure everything out. So it, it, to answer your question, it just created a lot of internal turmoil. Mm -hmm. that I didn't know how to navigate through. How did you end up navigating? Um, for a while I wasn't navigating, you know, I was, I felt like I was in uh, quicksand mm. or tar. I was mm -hmm. stuck, you know, I didn't know, um, I, kind of just recently started navigating, if we're going to be honest, because I'm on medication that works. Um, I'm a huge advocate for mental health um, because I struggle with it. When I was 25, I was diagnosed with type 2 bipolar disorder. And all of my adult years, like, I really questioned what was wrong with me because I would go from high, high highs to low, low, low. I was very angry. I would lash out, you know. Um, people didn't want to be around me. Hmm. And Aubrey, Aubrey, you know, she got the brunt of it, and it's not her fault. So I didn't know how to navigate until recently. And I'm able to think clearly and just kind of, <sighs> okay, this is not the end of the world. I'm making it a bigger thing than it is. Like, hmm. You're settling. Mm -hmm. You're you're settling down a little bit. You're finding your center. Mm -hmm. And what made you so dental assistant? If I recall from dental, you took a few office jobs that mm -hmm. you tried sales for a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was some movement logistically, but let's let's take it here. And you came back and you decided to go back to school mm -hmm. to get licensed mm -hmm. as an esthetician. Correct. What prompted you to do that? Because again, that's not singing. That's not writing. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's definitely not dolphin training, right? Mm -hmm. So what prompted you to go into skincare? So I moved to kind of recap over that decision. I moved <clears throat> 
to Missouri in 2017. It was very... um, For the second time. Yes, for the second time. I... It was a very um, compulsive decision, which is another behavior of bipolarism. Um, I didn't think it through. But I mean, ultimately, it served its purpose. Like, you know, we talked about, I I learned how to pay bills. I learned how to be an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved over there to be with someone who I had trusted. He was my old team leader. I have no. I had known him for many, many years, and I developed a very trusting relationship with him. Um, unfortunately, I kind of figured out who he really was, mm-hmm. and he was very abusive. Um, you know, mentally, emotionally. Um, he kicked me and Aubrey out, and I got my own place, like we had talked about. Um, and it was just kind of a back and forth, back and forth, very toxic situation. And April of 2018, there was a very huge altercation. You know, he was screaming at me in front of Aubrey. You know, he was throwing my stuff outside, all of mine and Aubrey's stuff just on the front lawn. I'm hysterically crying. Aubrey's hysterically crying. And at that point, I realized I need to leave. I need to get out. I cannot keep doing this. So I called my mom. You know, my mom and my grandma and my aunt, thankfully, they they reacted so quickly. And they were in my corner. And they sent my cousin out. He helped me pack my stuff. Um, and I drove home. So got home, adjusting to being, you know, back in my mom's house. And I realized, like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Like, I absolutely need to. Like, I can't keep doing this. So, um, I had always been interested in skincare, mainly because my grandma. My grandma was a, a big source of inspiration because she is her own boss. Mm-hmm. And that really is what drew me to it because I could set my own hours, be my own boss. Like, if Aubrey needed something, you know, field trip or whatever, like, I can block that time, you know. So it was mainly yeah. my, excuse me, my choice for that was because of her. Right. And then... And it was something you were slightly interested in anyway. Yeah. And then when I got into school, I went to Paul Mitchell in Costa Mesa. Um, I fell in love with it. It was just, like, I can't tell you, like, what day. It was just kind of like, wow, I love this. What'd you love about it? The idea that I can help someone change their life because if someone has severe acne, it's a huge source of insecurity for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And I could help someone feel more confident about themselves. Mm. So that's what really, like got me and all of like the things that you can do you know like chemical peels or waxing is what I really love I love waxing um so that when we started waxing that's kind of what really what I fell in love with that you can make an impact Mm -hmm. on someone someone can walk in Mm -hmm. 
to you, see you, and then walk out and they feel confident and they feel, was that something that spoke to you on a personal level? Were you searching for that yourself? A little vote of confidence, a little vote of... Yeah, because I always knew that I wanted to be in a, a profession where I wanted to help people, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that would be. You know, I thought about nursing, but I actually had um, an adult, you know, in my life who was kind of like a counselor for like schooling and stuff like that. They said I wasn't smart enough. Hmm. They said, you're not smart enough to be a nurse. You scored too low in math. And Mm. nursing is a lot of math, so we're not going to do that. And that really, like, hurt me. You know, I was, like, 22, 23 when I was told that. So I found something that I could help people with. Mm. Mm -hmm. Weren't smart enough to be a nurse. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I've known you for most of your, well, all of your teenage and most of you are young adult, and that's not one thing, that's not something I would have said about you. Yeah. It was very unprofessional. <laughs> that's like, a very nice way to put it. <laughs> they were, uh, you know, it was, it was not someone who I spoke to like you and I. It was someone who held a job, mm-hmm. and they were a guidance counselor mm-hmm. type deal, and they told me that. So it was just kind of like, like I walked out, and I just kind of, questioned myself like am I really dumb did all these people lie to me all these years they said I was smart (laughs) (laughs) they said I was liars (laughs) I trust no one (laughs) like because one person contradicted what you did mm -hmm. and it made you question everything Mm -hmm. that's so how did you get that back are you still getting that back are you still Dealing with the residual of someone telling you you could not because you were not or that you were less than? It took me a while, but I know, like, I'm pretty intelligent, you know? Like, I I know I'm intelligent. I know things, and I have, like, little life hacks that I do with my mom, you know? Mm -hmm. She's like, you're so smart. What would I do without you? I said, I don't know. (laughs) You're so lucky to have me. (laughs) So, so where do you want to take skincare? Where's your business going? So right now, um, I recently got another job, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to help me with my waxing um, mm-hmm. and provide more of a stable oncoming income. You know what I mean? Um, but in a few years, I'd like to be solely working by myself um right now i still have my skincare business on the side um but eventually i'd like to own my own place like my grandma yeah Mm -hmm. but taking this other position um is actually really beneficial i mean you get to really hone your trade get Mm -hmm. some mentor Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and that's good Mm -hmm. seems like a really good fit for you yes i absolutely love the vibe that i am going to be working at it just aligns with me my personality so what's going to happen, you, personally, given the journey you've traveled up mm-hmm. to this point, of all the self-realization, all of the career, personal, all of that good stuff, a year from now, mm-hmm. who do you think Caitlin will be a year from now? Give me some descriptive words how you would describe her. More confident. 
mm-hmm. more grounded, you know, because you're always growing and learning. And if you're not doing that as an adult, what use are you to society if you're stuck in your own old, old ways of living? I don't know why you said old when you looked at me twice. <laughs> I'm not saying you're old. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I was trying to make the point of old, but you're not old. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize for my insecurity. That's not your debt. (laughs) You just said it so piercingly. (laughs) You said one old would have sufficed, and it would have gone in context with what you were saying, you know, old ways, but you were like old, and then you really looked at me like this with piercing eyes, and you're like, old <laughs> i i was just like trying to make the point of like not old as in like age like old old like, <laughs> like i love you so old much old-fashioned way of thinking oh my goodness so more confident more grounded a year from now successful successful are you successful now I'd say kind of. Kind of? What's your definition of success? What society's view of success is, which I'm trying to change my way of thinking. What is society's view of success for you? Lots of money. You know. Mm-hmm. What else? Nice car. Mm-hmm. Living the dream. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the dream? White picket fence? No, I'm a just white picket fence? No, totally kidding. I a, don't want a white picket fence. I want an inn. You want an inn? Yeah, we're going to Gilmore Girls it up. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Oh, I love it. I would just, I almost bought that shirt. Yeah. Oh, we could be twinsies. My old times. Yeah, I know. And then we can, you know, showcase our uh, group. Slightly dim. <laughs> what was it that was? <laughs> well, it's coming to you. We're going to moderate a group together, and it's going to be amazing. Um, so let's talk about how you and I know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do we know each other? You dated my dad. I did, a long, long time ago. For a long, long time. So is it weird that you and I... In, even your brother, that we all still are in communication? No. No? You were, you know, I was 14 when I met you, and... You were going to hate me forever? Yeah, it was such a turbulent time in my preteen life. I was getting ready to come over to meet her, and she was like, I'm not going to like her. I will never like her. I will hate her. I will hate her. And Jacqueline. I- what kind of name is Jacqueline? Wait, did I say that really? Yeah, you did. Oh. <laughs> I was 14, I'm sorry. <laughs> My name is Jacqueline. And I walked in and I said, hi, I'm Jacqueline. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With my braces. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. I was like, you're Caitlin? Yep, I am. And you turned around and walked off. And then just throughout the night, mm-hmm. we became best friends, like mm-hmm. you said. You came at me to ask me a bunch of questions. So, where are you from? <laughs> what do you do? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. And so I just started, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Texas, and this is what I do, and da-da-da, how about you? How's school? How's school going? And then you started talking, and before you know it, we were actually 
cuddled under a blanket just chatting and talking over some hot chocolate and cookies by mm-hmm. the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then inseparable. Mm-hmm. And then you nickname me Tricycle. You, yep, you're a tricycle mm-hmm. because I had no idea how to deal with a teenager, much less one that knew right out the gate, I'm going to hate, I'm going to hate you. Mm-hmm. Like already slamming mm-hmm. the door and for the first hour, nothing but cold attitude. Slamming the door. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Trolls? Mm-hmm. How he goes, he has his own like little bunker and he like, you know, like closes himself off. That was me at that time. The day. Just like those like, you know, like the submarines, old cartoon submarines mm-hmm. where they used to stick up the vision thing. Yeah. And they look out like that. Like that was <laughs> what <me>. she t- <laughs> But you've always impressed me. Me? Yes. Why? The first thing that impressed me was how articulate you were. I contribute that to my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both of your parents are articulate. And when we lived with, you know, Gene and Bruce, like they were such a huge part of raising me. And they are educators. Very much educated. They spoke to me like I was an adult all the mm-hmm. time. Um, use your words. You know, and I do that to Aubrey today. You know, you do. Like, I talk to her like, I don't understand that. Use your words. Oh, try again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I don't believe in baby talk. No. And it hurts my ears. Mm-hmm. But you impressed me because you were articulate. You impressed me because you had a way of looking at your surroundings and the world around you, interpreting that. And it always forced me to think outside the box. You had me redefining so many things about teenagers, about about life. I was a fun teenager. You were, for me, you were fun. I don't know how fun you were for your parents. <laughs> or for everybody else for that matter. Actually, I do know how fun she was <laughs> for her parents. But her and I got along amazing. You never gave me any trouble Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. There was no slamming the door in my face. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I appreciated that about you. It was always the, Jacqueline. <laughs> I got drunk. What? Jacqueline, are you are you are you are you alone? Yes. Okay, okay, but you can't you can't tell anybody. Caitlin, you know the rule. If it's a big deal, I have to tell your parent. Okay, but you have to give me a head start, okay? You have to <laughs> I got drunk off a of Smirnoff and I was so wasted. Off of a wine cooler. <laughs> Yep, never forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through a lot. But I feel like in a year from now, I'm watching you right now, yes, finding your footing, finding um, a job that you can invest in. Because mm-hmm. I feel like investing into something is very important to you. It's mm-hmm. almost a requirement for something that you're going to do in your life. You have to personally invest in it. Mm-hmm. It has to somehow speak to who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about skincare, the impact that skincare has on you, and 
you said to me the other night, everyone should feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it was so, the way that you said it, how you said it, and how much conviction you had behind that uh, was moving. And that was another thing that impressed me about you, your conviction. You know, believe it or not, I've been told that I was ugly by a few people in my life. And hmm. did you say, oh, excuse me, hold on a minute. Oh, crown. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. <laughs> you know, I do remember the day after I won because I tried to run for class president and homecoming queen, which I lost. But I was like, I won the city. I won the city. <laughs> <laughs> so I wore it the next day in school and everybody's like, huh. It's like, yeah, look, bitches. Wow. I know. In your face. Uh-huh. So, okay, but back, to, you want everyone to feel beautiful. Everybody should know how beautiful they are. And you truly, mm-hmm. truly believe that. You're not just saying that to get to a zen. Mm-hmm. You're not saying that for good karma. You look at people mm-hmm. and you go, there's some beauty in you. There's mm-hmm. some good in you. Mm-hmm. And you search for it and you dig it out of people. Mm-hmm. What makes you keep doing that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've been told also all my life, you're too nice. You're too giving. You give people so many chances. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you a defining moment where I started that. I just... I believe people make mistakes. And I believe people can change. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always happen because they have to want to change themselves. Mm-hmm. But I try to show them the good that they have because so many people have pointed out the bad in me. And mm-hmm. I didn't like how that made me feel. How did you, you being able to give and give people opportunity and give people benefit of the doubt, um, build people up, but you didn't feel like what you just said a lot of people didn't really give that to you how how are you not bitter where where's the cynicism honestly i don't know i mean you spoke to me the other day you're like don't be cynical yeah please don't be cynical. i, I joke about it but it it's like a thing in me like i can't you know i always think like it's fine it'll get better <laughs> so my that was my uh uh that was my go to line in school. They'd be like, How are you doing? It's fine. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Do you believe me? Look at my eyes. <laughs> I don't know, I just it's just in me. I I always think that there's good in people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like that gets you in trouble sometimes? Mm-hmm. Cause I've hung out with a bad crowd. Mm-hmm. And they're, I've been told they're bad, but I'm like, no, they're good. Do you still feel like you could change them if you wanted to? No, because I've come to a point in my life where I do not have control over people. I do not have control over the situation. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to change, they have to do it on their own accord. I can influence them. I think you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. You can influence a person. You can point things out, but you can't change them. No matter how, how how hard I wanted to or I tried, 
that was making me insane. Right. That was that was making me question myself like why? Like question my worth, but it, I I telling you like I turned 26 and it was like a pivotal moment like I just a light turned on like so many things that came to me and it finally clicked. Mm. You have fit a lifetime of living in a very short time frame. Yes. I've been told that. Sweet pea. You have. Mm-hmm. You have. And do you see the benefit to that? Yes. What is the benefit to that? Experience. Mm-hmm. So I can pass down to Aubrey. And I can be real and frank with her. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, don't do that. Here's why. Look mm-hmm. at me. You know, look at my life. Not saying that my life was horrible, but it definitely, like you said, like I've overcome so much in a short, short time. And one of my good friends, Tyler, um, her and I were talking the other day, and she goes, you are so brave. Mm-hmm. She was just like, you are so amazing. And she kind of mentioned that I've done so much in a short time, too. But I forgot exactly how she worded it. Um, but I don't know. Like I just, I just like the military. Keep on keeping on. Like I don't know how else. Maybe that was one thing that ingrained in me. I have to keep moving. I and I think we talked about it the other day. I was like, people. So many people say I'm strong, but I don't want to be strong anymore. And I, that's just not who I am. And we talked a little bit about. Your definition of weakness. Mm-hmm. Falling apart. Crying. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And we know now that that's not weakness. Mm-mm. That's life. Mm-hmm. That's emotion. Mm-hmm. You have to be emotion. Mm-hmm. You have to have emotions. You have to cleanse every now and again. Have you given yourself? I know it's only been like 72 hours, but do you have permission now to be vulnerable are you moving towards that I mean to be honest I think I'm too vulnerable still Hmm. meaning I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm very transparent with people and I'm very honest yes you are I don't know it's because I've been lied to so much I don't like lying I'm a horrible liar if you ask me something like what's a good thing to ask me um, I don't know. Well, I'm interviewing. What's the good thing to ask her? I'm like, I don't know. Meh. What kind of interviewer am I? I don't know. What is good? <laughs> I've asked you a lot of good stuff. I know. And I'm always honest. You are. You've always been honest. I just, when you were like, Caitlin, did you do this? I'm like, no. And you're like, don't lie to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I did it. <laughs> totally. And here's how. <laughs> here's when I started thinking about doing it. Yeah. Here's how I planned it. Here's how I executed it. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, you would always, is, is there some way I could have done it that I could have gotten away with it? Or what did I miss? Yeah. I always, I, I also like, you know, if I'm doing something, if I, I also take constructive criticism very well. I've been told that too. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm doing something wrong, show me how to do it different or tell me how to do it different, but don't belittle me. 
Yeah, you do have a strong reaction to someone that's being condescending to you mm-hmm. or belittling you. Mm-hmm. You do have a strong reaction. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that strong reaction is coming from a place of trying to protect yourself? By protecting, you mean standing up for myself? No. I mean, could it be if somebody... When when the counselor told you, when the guidance counselor at the school told you, you're not smart enough. And you got very indignant about that. Mm-hmm. Was, was some of that reaction anchored to a little voice in the back of your head wondering if you were smart enough already? Mm-hmm. I think so. I never, I I used to be very um, non-confrontational. I would go, like, growing up, like, I would let people take advantage of me. I would just sit back and take it and not stand up for myself. Mm -hmm. Again, I turned 26 and it just completely changed. Mm -hmm. I'm standing up for myself. You know, if I don't like something, no, I don't like that. You're setting boundaries, mm-hmm. healthy boundaries. Whereas I would never do that before. What does that feel like? Very empowering. How are you finding what your boundaries are? So I know what my boundaries are just from past things, but I also know at the same time if something comes at me, like I have to experience it, a new boundary, you know what I mean? Like for me to set it. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. Because I, I, I have boundaries in place now from things that happened to me previously. Mm-hmm. But the new boundaries I'm setting for myself, it happens. Like, I put them in when it happens to me. What happens? What do you think about getting in front of that? And, and starting to set boundaries based on the life that you are designing for yourself. What do you mean? I'm kind of confused. That's okay. So instead of waiting on someone to show you uh, a personality trait or treat you less than, instead of waiting on Mm -hmm. that and going, oh, wait, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Instead Mm -hmm. of, instead of staying in a, in a, because you have to be ready. You're Mm -hmm. always on the lookout. Do you feel like you're always on the lookout? When you're in a, in any sort of interaction with someone, mm-hmm. so if we took that down and you were like, I'm very well aware of where where my limits are, mm-hmm. what I'll accept and what I won't accept. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like maybe you would be more at ease, a little bit more at peace instead of at the weight? Okay, now I understand. Yes, I think. Maybe I should do more. I don't want to say pondering, like meditation or. Pondering's a good word. It yeah, is pondering. More pondering of, you know, just events. I don't know. Well, let me take it a little step further. <clears throat> Are you still. Is there any part of you that's still in a little bit of wait to see what 
your potential and your capabilities are based on how others are perceiving you or what others believe you can do. Mm-hmm. How big of a part of that is you? Maybe like 20%. 20%? That's not a large percent out of 100. Mm-mm. It just kind of depends on the day. Um <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, I was feeling pretty good. I was at 90. Exactly. All of this is normal. Mm-hmm. All of it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm telling you, 26, with everything that happened around 26, it's just life-changing. Totally different. Like, my whole view on life has changed since November. Are you ready to step into a role of inspiration and expert yes you are i what makes you ready my life experience in such a short amount of 26 years mm-hmm. um my passion mm-hmm. you know for certain things and i've been told like you've gone again you've gone through so much you have such a like you're so personable you know, you should start a blog or you should start a vlog and kind of just, you know, I mean, but everybody wants to do that. So it's hard to stand out, but I mean, a small following is a better following than none. Yeah. Because if I can make a difference in one person's life outside of skincare, Mm -hmm. that means the world to me. Because I don't want people to young girls mm-hmm. who are 16, 17 to go through and make the choices that I have made. Well, do you think that there's room for your story? Mm, yeah. Do you think that there's room for your story? Sometimes. And then other times I don't. What Those other times that you think there's not room for your story. Why is? Why do you think that? Mm, Self doubt. Mm. Where does that come from? What I've been told. Mm, by who? People in my life, and then I kind of have to remind myself, like, you're not those things. Like, I'm not a loser. I'm not dumb. I'm not a whore. I'm not a slut. Like, I'm Caitlin. I am smart. Mm-hmm. I'm compassionate. Mm-hmm. I'm giving. Mm-hmm. I'm resilient. Very. I'm generous. Very. Passionate. Mm-hmm. Funny. Hilarious. Super funny with my dry sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of like credit my dad, you know. <laughs> my dad has the driest sense of humor. You should come with a warning label. <laughs> warning. Donovan. Dry Donovan humor or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I I have to remind myself every day. You know, it's crazy because it kind of goes on what you were talking about the other day. You know, hmm. clearing the bullshit out of the yard sale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's crazy how we as humans, we can go our whole life, you know, being told such positive things, amazing qualities that you have, and you're just like, meh, 
meh. Mm -hmm. Well, if they really knew what's going on in my head, like they don't really know. And then if somebody says one thing, and I'm speaking from experience, like you're dumb. That just shattered my whole, like a mirror. You know, someone throws a little rock and it just spider webs mm-hmm. out on the windshield kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, trying to repair glass, you know? I mean, trying to repair the glass? <sighs> what was it that Jean, no, that Jean, Jennifer. I gave Jennifer a facial, you know, and I was telling her my story of what happened the last few years, and she was like, you're so brave, you know, like, you're amazing, and I've had so many people say that to me, and I'm still trying to, like, tell myself that I am these things, because Mm -hmm. it kind of sounds like, what's the word, pompous, you know, but it's not, like, it's not. And I told her, I was like, you know, 26, like, I'm fixing myself. She goes, Caitlin, you're not broken. Mm-mm. You're just shining yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow, I never thought of it that way. I'm not broken. I'm not. I'm just, I got a little rust on me. Yeah, from the weather. <laughs> from the weather. From the rain. <laughs> the rain, the thunder, the hail, tornadoes, <laughs> the cow shit. <laughs> wow, so you were in like some rural farm town for yes. a while. Yeah, well, Missouri. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a springboard for you, yeah? Yes. What are you going to do after this interview? We're going to drink coffee. Oh, yeah. We're going to drink some more coffee. Oh, here. Oh, we have comments. We have not been paying attention. Caitlin, we've not been paying attention. Sorry, Chris. Oh, wow. There's a lot. Okay, hold on. We're We're going to scroll backwards here. Okay, so Chris, this is my aunt, by the way. Uh, Chris, me too, but learning to look at it in a positive manner. That's from years of abuse. She's identified that. Mm -hmm. I have grown tremendously in the 15 years. Never give up. You have so many life experiences ahead of you. Yes, she does. Um, I, train. I train soldiers before deploying. Very rewarding that I may help them to come home. Not everyone gets it's that opportunity. opportunity. And it's Memorial Weekend. And that is what... But what? Okay, let's go. Because finally, military sister here. Goodness. Memorial Weekend is not about grilling. Not about buying new cars. Or about mm-hmm. veterans. It's about people who never made it out of uniform, never came home, who never had the opportunity to have a family, never had an opportunity to to finish raising their family. Mm-hmm. It's about honoring those who lost their lives, protecting the Constitution. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we just you get to a point as a as a mili- as military veteran, you just let it go. You're just like, yes. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's not really happy. No. It's not a happy holiday. It's but um, if anybody wants to celebrate November 10th. 27. 27. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Marine Corps birthday. That is a celebration. 27. Chris, thank you so much for watching. I'm, she says she says she's 62 and believe me, you are great and will succeed. Life sometimes gives you lemons. Make lemonade. 
With I, a little bit of vodka. I made a lemon pie. A le- lemon meringue? Lemon meringue pie with She can't lemonade. even bake. She can't bake. You can't, honey. <sighs> You're a great cook. You're a great cook, but you get angry okay. when you bake. Okay, so to it's, finish the story. food is good. The food is amazing, but she baked a Father's Day cake one year. <laughs> and this is, come here, come here. Let me hold you while I tell this story. She made... <laughs> She, she, oh, she spent hours in the kitchen and she, <laughs> I had this, you idea. Were, I had this you, idea in my head. It was, how two, old were you? You were 16 and I'm sitting on the couch. No, you guys were outside. You we were outside, but then I came into, I, we came into the living room to sit on the couch because I was holding her dad back from going into the kitchen. I was I like, just let it go. Him. So she's trying to dump the cake. Out. I know exactly what she's doing in there by the cuss words that are flying out of the kitchen. And she tried, she didn't let the cakes cool and she tried to dump them out and they fell apart. The and she was one. like, son of a bitch. Ah, well, thank God I have frosting. <laughs> and she just over and over. And her dad's like, I'm going to go in there and help her. I was like, no, just just nothing will good will come out of that. So I scream out, you need any help? I didn't ask for any help. I got this. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And finally, she gets quiet for 20 minutes. <laughs> for 20 minutes, she's quiet. And then she goes, this is fucking good enough. <laughs> and she, I remember walking out. She storms out. She's like, happy Father's Day. No. I said, happy fucking Father's Day. <laughs> and I went and slammed the door. And I have to tell you, the cake looked atrocious. I think I still have the picture somewhere. I but do. it was the most amazing tasting carrot cake. cake. It was, I love carrot cake. Uh-huh. And it was moist. So good. Okay, can I just tell it from my perspective now? So I wanted to make my dad this super cool Father's Day cake. Like I had envisioned like two layers, like around, <laughs> you know, the round it turned into one. It turned into like one and a half, one and a half layers sloping. <laughs> so the one came out good and it just had a little tear, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. And then I didn't let it cool enough, but I didn't know that I had to let it cool down enough. So I'm thinking to myself as I'm doing it, I'm like, come on, let's go. And it <laughs> flips over and it breaks apart. And I'm like, that's when I start cussing. That's when I'm like, fuck, what the, you know, I'm just screaming. Oh, if you have small children, you may. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I just got pissed and I tried to do the icing and I tried to have the icing fix it, mm-hmm. which just caused it to crumble more and fall apart. And then that's when you started to yell, like, do you need help? And and I was like, no. And I just, like you said, I got quiet and I was trying to fix it and I couldn't. And then I had the, uh, what's the the bag that you put the icing in to write or make designs? What is it called? Sweetie, I have no okay. idea. Well, I'm not, uh, I mean, I can bake some pies, but you should see my cakes. They're all, they don't even taste good. Yours tasted amazing. I wrote in green icing, happy Father's Day. <laughs> and it was like started at the top and then just kind of like waved. And then, and then I think I told you, I was like, for Mother's Day, just don't even worry about it. Just. <laughs> and then that's when I went out there and I was like, happy. Father's Day. <laughs> I remember it very well. 
But do you know why I didn't rush into the kitchen? I asked you first. I asked you, do you need some help? You want to know why no. I never rushed in and just kind of took over? Like my dad would? You want to know why I didn't? Because you wanted to laugh at me. It's a little bit. <laughs> it's a little, it was humorous. It was, it was slapstick is what was happening. But because I know you. I needed to do it. You had to do it. Mm-hmm. You had to go from this is what I expected. This is how this crap fell apart and this is how I put it together and at the end of it be able to laugh and can I tell you I've known you since you were 14 and that is how you've handled life Mm -hmm. that is how you handle life with a lot of cuss words yes which I respect by the way and a lot of humor and a lot of tenacity like you will give it a hundred and ten percent if I'm invested. If I'm not, it's like 10. It's like 10%. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed our hour together. Me too. How did you? Yeah, you did? Yeah. How did you feel about your first life? I was oh, he did love it. He did. Uh-huh. Oh, he He, he loved did. it. And he <laughs> makes fun of me for it to this day, which I can laugh about it now because it was really funny. We laughed really about funny. it that night. Forever. We did. We laughed about it that night. You are not one to, um, when you messed up, you never really, you never took it, you never let it destroy you. Mm-mm. I've accepted it. You know, I accept it and own my mistakes. And I always say, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I won't say, you know, I'm not wrong. I'm perfect. And, but no, that's very ignorant. In my opinion. Because mm. nobody's perfect. No. I mean, I am, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so she is um, going to be doing a spinoff mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be... Why don't you tell people what your spinoff is going to be? What your channel is going to be? And is it going to be YouTube? Is it going to be Facebook? Is it going to be Insta? Is it going to be all of it? Um, so it's in the works. Um still kind of want to play around with it and kind of get a more concrete plan Mm -hmm. um but it's kind of just going to be my life experience and what I've done skincare you know dabble in that but it's more going to be like a personal like we do you do like interviewing and kind of like a talk show like a podcast yeah it won't always be about me. <laughs> I mean, I've had to learn that and accept that at 26 years old. It's not all about me. As much as I would like it to be, you know, like, you know, just on E! Keeping Up With Kardashians, it'll be Keeping Up With Caitlyn. Oh, nice. I'm sure I'd get sued if I had that, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Or Catching With a K, Catching Up With Caitlyn. Well, we could brainstorm for the rest of the day. Jack, tell her about my life when it's you and her. I will. So she knows I understand and what I've gone through. I certainly will. I will. And I miss you, Aunt Chris. I hope you're doing well. I did get to talk to Crystal for a little bit, which was awesome. And I saw her art in the art show. 
you're still alive. I just hit more. You're still alive and not in a nut house. You know what? And it, some days I'm like, could be worse. I could be in a padded room. Yeah. Could be in a padded room. And then other days I'm like, could be better. I could be in a padded room. <laughs> I could be arguing about what pumpkin has my name on it and sitting where I want to sit at the table. <sighs> Golly. Privilege problems. All right. Well, we're going to jump off here. Her and I are going to have some more coffee, have a little bit more conversation. And um, I want everyone to enjoy their Sunday. Um, Caitlin and I didn't mean anything um, offensive about Memorial Day. Please spend it celebrating. Um, Celebrate life. Celebrate freedom. And just take a moment um, in your grilling in your uh, beach days, in any of your celebratory, because it's great to celebrate on Memorial Day. Celebrate the life and the freedom. Absolutely. Just take a moment of silence for those that um, secured it Mm -hmm. and did not make it out of uniform. I want to to thank everyone for joining us and interacting with us today. Mm -hmm. And love you too, Chris. And... um, We'll be coming back at you, and I'm going to be supporting Caitlin in her endeavors. Yep. Which I'm so excited to watch. Me too. All right. So we'll see y'all later. Have a good one, loves. Bye.